Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. The Cinema Gold Show with your host, Larry Lease. Join us as Cinema Gold dives into the latest Hollywood film and TV news and everything in between. Tune in each weekday on your favorite podcast platform. Before we dive into today's episode, we'd like to remind you you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Just search The Cinema Gold Show. As always, give us a thumbs up if you like our video. Subscribe to the channel, hit that bell notification button, and be notified for our next video. With that, we dive into our first topic. Hunger Games succeeds at the box office, while the Marvel collapses with a historic 78% drop. The odds were ever in the favor of the Hunger Games prequel, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which emerged victorious in a busy box office weekend, despite opening slightly behind expectations. The Lionsgate film, which brings audiences back to the dystopia of Pan Am for the first time in nearly a decade, collected $44 million from over 3,500 North American theaters and $98 million globally in its first weekend of release. Those initial ticket sales didn't recapture the spark of the original franchise, which propelled Jennifer Lawrence to global stardom and inspired three sequels. But they were enough to win the weekend over three fellow newcomers, Universal's Trolls Band Together, Sony's gory thriller Thanksgiving, and director Taika Waititi's sports comedy Next Goal Wins. With the glut of new offerings, ticket sales for Disney's superhero sequel The Marvels cratered by 78% to land another ominous record. The biggest second weekend drop by far in the history of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Before this weekend, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, withstood the largest decline of the franchise with 69.9%. After notching the worst start in the entire MCU, the Marvels tied for third place with 10.2 million from 
4,000 theaters, bringing its domestic tally to $65 million. The $220 million-plus budgeted tentpole is the rare Marvel movie to underperform at the box office, and part of the problem is that it's bearing the blunt of the audience's fatigue toward the sprawling franchise. But at this time, it may not even match the opening weekend of its predecessor, Captain Marvel, and $153 million by the end of its theatrical run. It's shaping up to be the first MCU movie to fall short of $100 million at the domestic box office. Although the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes opened significantly lower than its predecessors, each of the four Hunger Game installments launched to at least $100 million at the domestic box office. Analysts believe the film is well-positioned in its theatrical run. It cost $100 million to produce more than the first Hunger Games, but substantially less than the three sequels. Even if the prequel turns a profit for Lionsgate, it's too soon to tell if ticket sales are strong enough to justify future sequels and spin-offs in the Hunger Games world. West Side Story breakout Rachel Zegler and the Gilded Age actor Tom Blythe star in The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which is based on the 2020 novel by author Suzanne Collins. It's a standalone film in a $3 billion franchise, which takes place six decades before Katniss Everdeen bravely volunteered as tribute. The story centers on a young Snow, who later becomes the tyrannical president of the dystopian Pan Am, as well as District 12 tribute Lucy Baird, whom he mentors in the 10th annual Hunger Games. Reviews have been mixed, with 60% on Rotten Tomatoes and a B-plus cinema score. Audiences were mostly young women, 65% were female, 73% were based over between the ages of 18 to 34. It likely benefited from a late-breaking boost in publicity, with SAG-AFTRA granting the film in an interim agreement days before the strike ended on November 9th, which allowed the cast the opportunity to promote the movie before it arrived in theaters. Other recent strike-era releases like Killers of the Flower Moon or Dumb Money struggled without the cast of famous faces to bring attention to their movies. Except for Next Goal wins, this weekend's newcomers worked as counter-programming against each other and only successful carved out decent receipts in this pre-Turkey Day frame. It'll only get more crowded at the box office next weekend with the opening of Ridley Scott's historical epic Napoleon and Disney's animated musical Wish. In second place, Trolls Band Together opened on par with expectations, generating $30.6 million from over 3,800 theaters to start. It's the third biggest opening weekend for an animated film this year. Far behind number one, Super Mario Brothers movie, and number two, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Those animated offerings, as well as Elemental and Puss in Boots The Last Wish, have benefited from impressive box office staying power. With an A cinema score, Trolls 3 could enjoy a similarly long run over the next few weeks. The family-friendly Trolls, which features the voice of Anna Kendrick and Justin Timberlake in an adventure about an in-sync-style boy band, got a head start overseas and has already earned $76.3 million at the international box office and $108 million globally. It only cost $95 million to produce. It's impossible to, just, to judge the three goals performance compared to the sequel Trolls World Tour in 2020, which premiered simultaneously on demand cinemas were shuttered during the majority of the pandemic. The first film, back in 2016, Trolls, opened at $46 million domestically. It became a hit with $350 million at the global box office. Director Eli Roth's 
R-rated slasher Thanksgiving opened slightly behind expectations with 10.2 million from 3,200 theaters. And it tied with the Marvels on the final placement on box office charts. The film cost just 15 million to produce, so it could still make a killing by the end of its box office run. Patrick Dempsey and TikTok star Addison Rae lead the cast of Thanksgiving, which centers around a mysterious axe-wielding killer who terrorizes the residents of Plymouth, Massachusetts after a Black Friday riot ends in tragedy. It landed a B-minus cinema score, surprisingly strong 83%, 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. Another scary movie, Universal and Blue Mouse terrifying video game adaptation, Five Nights at Freddy's. Rounded out the top five with 3.3 million from 2,800 theaters after four weekends of release. The modestly budgeted film has generated a scary good 132 million in North America and 271 million worldwide to date. Taika Waititi's feel good sports comedy Next Goal Wins flopped in its debut, leading, landing in sixth place with 2.7 million from 2,200 theaters. Without positive reviews or strong audience scores, it currently holds a 41% on Rotten Tomatoes and earned a B-plus cinema score. Elsewhere, Martin Scorsese's Killer of the Flower Moon dropped to number 10, with 1.9 million from 1,700 locations in its fifth outing. Ticket sales for the $200 million crime epic starring DiCaprio and De Niro are running out of steam at $63.5 million in North America, and 145.7 million worldwide. It's been compli- it's been complicated to assess whether this result is successful or terrible for such an expensive film. It's way less than Scorsese's star-driven films tend to earn, but Apple, which backed the big-budget tentpole and hired Paramount to distribute it theatrically, doesn't have the same metrics of success compared to traditional Hollywood players. Banking on Oscar's attention and new Apple TV Plus subscribers to help justify the massive costs. Let us know your thoughts in the comments section below. What did you think about the box office numbers of this past weekend? Let us know. Now on to our next topic. There's, uh, Disney is currently considering selling multiple TV networks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. A new report has come out that Disney could be considering selling popular networks like National Geographic or Freeform, among others. Disney might be considering selling off some of their traditional networks. A report from the Wall Street Journal details how the entertainment giant might be looking at moving some of their brands to help with the cost. Mainstays like ABC, FX, and Disney Channel are likely to stay put, but cable package mainstays like Freeform and National Geographic 
our less sure bets. Recently, Disney made a decision to slash staff over at Nat Geo and eliminate the physical magazine that's been a pop culture institution for decades. As cable packages get into murkier territory, channels like Freeform find themselves in a strange spot too. Wall Street Journal explains, quote, So far, the executive's work has identified ABC, Disney Channel, and FX as the channels with the most value to Disney. People know. People involved in the process have said, because they all produce content that is popular on Disney's streaming platforms, Disney Plus and Hulu. Other assets, including cable networks, Freeform, and the National Geographic, are less critical to Disney's future. As people discussed Disney's financials, there were speculations that the company could follow in Warner Brothers Discovery's footsteps by licensing their content to Netflix or other streaming competitors. During this past week's investor call, Bob Iger was quick to pour cold water on that notion. Short, he doesn't see a world where their core brands end up on Netflix or any other streamer for quick cash flow. Iger said, quote, we've actually been licensing content to Netflix and we are going to continue. We're actually in discussion with them about some opportunities, but I wouldn't expect that we will license our core brands to them. Those are obviously competitive advantages for us and differentiators. Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, for instance, they're all doing very well on the platform. I don't see why just basically chase bucks we should do that when they are really, really important building blocks to the current and future of our streaming business. Iger also announced that he would be buying out Universal's share of Hulu. Along with that news came word of a combined Disney Plus Hulu streaming service that will debut in the spring of 2024. Speaking of Hulu, he says, we were pleased to announce last week that we will acquire the remaining stake in Hulu held by Comcast which will further Disney's streaming objective. We remain on track to roll out more unified one-app experiences domestically, making expensive general entertainment content available to bundle subscribers via Disney+. Plus. He continued on saying, We expect that Hulu and Disney+, Plus will result in increased engagement, greater advertising opportunities, lower churn, and reduced customer acquisition costs, thereby increasing our overall margins. We will launch a beta version for bundle subscribers in December, giving parents time to set up profiles and parental controls that work best for their families. Ahead of the official launch in early spring 2024. In December, we launched a beta version of Hulu and Disney Plus combined. We feel really good about that. We saw some basic uh, demos of that yesterday. And as a matter of fact, they're putting it in beta so that we can prepare parents largely to basically implement parental controls, set up profiles, and then in late March, they'll launch it basically in full form, and they think they have opportunities in terms of upsell capabilities. And in terms of increasing engagement, they've looked and have found that when bundled, they see lower churn, and again, these are steps that are taken to ultimately turn this into a great business. Let us know in the comments section below, do you think they'll sell their TV businesses, yes or no? And now on to our next topic, Dune Part 2, release date has been moved up by Warner Brothers. The new Dune Part 2 release date is set for March 1st, 2024. Dune Part 2 was originally set to release in theaters from Warner Brothers Pictures on November 3rd of this year. It was then delayed to March 15th. With the strikes now over, Warner Brothers has moved up the release by two weeks. Dune Part 2 is once again being directed by Dennis Villeneuve 
The returning cast includes Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Stellan Skarsgård, Dave Bautista, Zendaya, Josh Brolin. Uh, joining them is Christopher Walken, Lawrence Pugh, Austin Butler, Leia Sedoy. Upon release, the first film went on to garner critical acclaim from fans and critics alike, and racked up 10 Academy Award nominations, winning six of them, including Best Original Score and Best Cinematography. Now for some TV news, Blue Buds, Blue Bloods is set to end in fall 2024 after 14 great seasons. The series, which stars Tom Selleck and Donnie Wahlberg, will end after its upcoming 14th season. CBS announced that Blue Bloods, the long-running series starring Tom Selleck as the patriarch of, in a family of police officers, will draw to a close after its upcoming 14th season. The season, which consists of 18 episodes, will reportedly begin airing February 16th, before taking a mid-season hiatus and returning to the airwaves in fall 2024. The second half of the season will wrap up the story, bringing an end to a generation of stories from the Reagan family. The move marks a significant change for CBS, which also recently announced the end of Young Sheldon after seven seasons. Both shows were given enough advance notice to have a proper ending, but it's going to be a very different landscape for the networks in 2025. You might have to go back to the ends of Friends and Frasier in 2004 to find two shows this big, both airing on the same network and vanishing more or less at the same time. We'll be for uh, President CBS Entertainment and David Stamp, President CBS Studios, said in a joint statement, quote, Blue Bloods will forever be a beloved part of CBS's legacy. It ruled Friday nights with unprecedented dominance since its premiere and established itself as a pillar of our winning lineup with an exceptionally devoted fan base. We'll be forever grateful to the legendary Leonard Goldberg for developing this signature series and to the amazing cast led by Tom Selleck, who America embraced as family and watched as welcomed guests at the Reagan dinner table. We also sincerely thank the incredible writing and producing team guided by executive producer Kevin Wade for years of compelling episodes as they conceived this final chapter that we expect to be the most satisfying season yet for loyal viewers. Goldberg, the creator of the series, actually passed away in 2019. The season 14 renewal was announced back in March, though, which was actually thought by insiders to be a likely final season renewal. According to Deadline, the network agreed to bring back the show only if producers could significantly cut the budget, amounting to roughly 25% less money to work with for cast, crew, and production. Once the Writers Guild came back from their strike, the creatives behind the series started working on putting together the final chapter. After the strike ended, they were able to finalize a window for when the two parts would air, as well as the total number of episodes. Tom Selleck also came out and said, For the past 13 years, it's been an honor and a privilege to work on a show that not only celebrates the men and women who protected serve in New York City, but also displayed the importance of family. Working alongside these incredible actors, writers, producers, directors, and crew has been a dream come true, and I'm grateful to have been a part of this extraordinary group for over 275 ep episodes. Thank you to CBS Studios and CBS Network for their steadfast support, and we offer heartfelt gratitude to the fans who gathered with us for dinner every night. Let us know your thoughts on Blue Bloods in the comment section below. 
with the series ending, we might consider doing a rewatch of Blue Bloods. Or I should say for me personally, a rewatch slash first time watch for our weekly series on Wednesdays. But we might wait until the end of the se- uh, series. Uh, let us know your thoughts on the topics we've covered. And of course, if you want to support the channel, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash cinemagold. Your support helps the channel grow, upgrade our equipment, bring a new host, be able to pay them, and eventually, hopefully, take this show on the road. And of course, we'd like to thank our sponsors, ExpressVPN and TubeBuddy. You can check them out today in the links in the description. And as always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We'll see you next time. You have been watching the Cinema Gold Show. Follow us on Twitter at Cinema Gold Show. Find us on Instagram at The Cinema Gold Show. And on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Cinema Gold Show. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.